0: Good morning. Welcome to this service of worship, First United Methodist Church, Copper Hill. Our pastor is still under the weather, so you get the third choice. The second choice was Dura, but now I'm the third choice. Third string. Are there announcements that need to be made for the good of the cause this morning? It's good to see each and every one of you here. it has been a lot of of illness, a lot of folks out sick, a lot of folks out because they don't want to be sick. So I appreciate you being here and I know God appreciates you being here uh, to worship him. a third no announcements and uh, pray with me Father we're grateful to be able to be in your house this morning I pray that you would put words in my mouth that would be meaningful for at least one person here this morning we do pray for all the people who are sick Um, there's a lot of illness going around, but we know that you're in control and that you'll get us through it. So be with us this morning as we worship you through word and song. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, as the scriptures are opened, give us hearts and minds to receive what they say, because we know it is your word. Amen.
1: The first reading is from Genesis 9 verses 8 through 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you, Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. The word of God for the people of God.
2: Portion of the Psalter for this morning is Psalm number 25. We'll read verses 1 through 10 responsively. You can find it at the top of page 757 in the hymnal. To you, O Lord, I lift up my
3: soul. Oh my God, in you I trust, let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over
2: me. Let none that wait for you be put to shame. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me
3: your paths.
2: Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, the Lord instructs sinners in the way, and leads the humble in what is right, and teaches them their way.
4: Our epistle reading this morning is from 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 18 through 22. For Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned saints to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand, with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him.
0: You'll stand as you're able for the reading of the gospel. Mark 1, 9 through 15. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open, and the Spirit on him, descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This has been the word of God for the people of God. message this morning is about Lent and baptism. A friend of mine who shall not be named was brought up in a different denomination than United Methodist and he said the only thing he knew about Lent was it came out of the clothes dryer. We're going to talk about Lent just a little bit. The word came from the old Anglo Saxon term lengthen, or was modernized to lengthen, which meant that the days were getting longer. Of course, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, the days are getting shorter, so go figure. But I think at that point, pretty much the modern world was, at that point, was in the Northern Hemisphere. So Lent is 40 days, from Ash Wednesday to Good Friday, excluding Sundays. So we're several days into Lent already was established by the Council of Nicaea in about year 325 or so. So that's why I wanted to do the Nicene Creed this morning. They came up with the 40 days that Jesus suffered in the wilderness after his baptism and applied it to the days... Leading up to his crucifixion and eventual resurrection. And so the Lent is a time that we prepare for Good Friday. It's a it's a mournful time in terms of music. A lot of the music is in the minor key. The words are, hardly uplifting, but yet it helps us to prepare our hearts, go through just a little bit of the suffering that Jesus did, just a tiny amount, but yet we remember. It's a time of prayer, self-denial, self-examination, reflection, Remembering our baptism, fasting, and giving. I don't know about you, but fasting would be the hardest part of that for me. I don't do real well without food. Whenever I'd be at work, we'd be having a long day, a lot of emergencies, a lot of stress, and I could go without sleep. I might have been up all night working on a cow or a horse or something, but I'd be all right. But come lunchtime, if I didn't get to go home to Linda's kitchen for lunch, they better go get me something or I was not gonna be a nice person that afternoon. John Wesley had a unique view of fasting. He said that we should fast and yet not go without food and water lest the body become weak. So eat a little less, drink a little less, use that time that you would normally prepare food and consume that food additional time since it's less to to pray and go through the other things, self-examination, reflection, remembering our bas- baptism, and giving. So during this time, we focus, the time of Lent, we focus on our relationship with God. Growing up, and also now, there is the notion that one should give something up for Lent I can remember that even when I was little I think it started with the Catholic church but it's more mainstream now and even to this day if you go out to eat on Friday what's always on the menu fish but people would say well I'm giving up I don't know pick, a, pick a, uh, a subject I'm giving this up chocolate yeah for Lent And so to me it's sort of like a New Year's resolution right so if you I heard the chocolate from the back but yet New, new Year's resolutions, don't raise your hands, but how many of you have made them and they're already broken? It's kind of the same thing with Lent. Fasting of food or drink, soda, social media, TV, shopping. Letter for this last month, I guess the current month, Pope Francis had suggested, I'd seen this list one time before, suggestions for how to fast or to give up or to do something for Lent. You probably read these, but bear with me. I'm going to read them to you again. Fast hurting words and say kind words. Fast from not yelling at the driver who's driving too, sh- too slow in front of you. Oops that wasn't on there. Fast from sadness and be filled with gratitude. Fast from anger and be filled with with patience. Fast from permission, excuse me, pessimism, and be filled with hope. Fast from worries and trust in God. Fast from complaints and contemplate simplicity. Fast from pressures and be prayerful, fast from bitterness and fill your heart with joy, fast from selfishness and be compassionate to others, fast from grudges and be reconciled, fast from words and be silent so you can listen pretty good things to fast from. So during this time, we can also increase our spiritual discipline or spiritual gifts. Not necessarily increase them, but use them. I've talked about spiritual gifts several times over the years. We all have gifts and yet sometimes that light of that gift we hide under the barrel or under the bushel basket so as we remember our baptism i don't remember my bad baptism i was just an infant some of you may have been baptized as at an age where you do remember But what we can remember from baptism is that it creates with God a covenant between us and Him. That prevenient grace that John Wesley talked about, the grace that's within us from that point on, usually an infant is maybe just a couple of days to a few weeks old, but If the baptism was done at 8 or 18 or 88, it doesn't matter. That prevenient grace is there. Then we move on to justifying and saving grace, but that's another topic for another time. But in the scripture, it talks about Noah. And of course, Noah and his three sons and their wives were the only one, Noah's wife and his, their sons and their wives were the only ones saved through the water. And Noah's righteousness saved him and his family. But now our baptism saves us. And so if you're like me, you don't necessarily think about your baptism that often. And it's not really that we've forgotten our baptism and what it means, and to be raised in a community of faith of the church. How many times have we gone through tough times, whether it be illness or other life circumstance, and yet we can depend on and lean on our church family? It's not that we forget our baptism, it's just we fail to remember. And so one of the things during Lent, during this journey, is to remember your baptism. If you don't remember the act itself, remember what it means, both then and now. It cleansed us of original sin and initiated the covenant with God and we're admitted to a community of faith which brings us hope and salvation through Christ Jesus. In 1 Peter, in the epistle this morning, it said Christ gave all once for all it's just a tiny little piece of that of that scripture and so what did jesus give up for lent his life for us so as we go through this journey these 40 days As we reflect and contemplate and focus on our relationship with God, as we remember our baptism and what it means both then and now, it will help prepare us for these days of Lent, of Holy Week, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and the Easter Resurrection. And I pray that Lent will be maybe a little more meaningful for you after hearing these words. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 365. Grace greater than our sin. Stand as you are able.